Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, we want to thank you and bless your name. We pray that this morning you minister your word of life, your word of grace, your word of healing unto your people. May we never be the same as we hear your word preached to us. This month, may we experience your goodness, your provision, your protection, and your supernatural in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name. And everybody say a big amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Take your Bible and say, this is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. This morning, I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, engrafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same. Never, never the same. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this is our month. This, we've come into the ninth month, and the ninth month is a month of birthing. You are going to be birthing miracles. Birthing blessings. Birthing goodness. And every birth originates from God himself. And so it means that we need to know the principles that God is interested in to help us become fruitful. So, this month actually is our month of honor, and thank God this year is our year of honor. Amen. And I want to be teaching you certain things that oftentimes is difficult for a resident minister to teach his people, but... I believe that as your pastor, I should do it so that it will help you. No, oftentimes there are things that we feel more comfortable for an, a guest minister to say than your resident minister or your pastor to tell you. But it is best because he lives with you and he should be the one who should be confident enough to be able to teach you. So, I want you to receive me not only today, not just as your, your senior pastor, but also as a guest minister. Who has come and is about to minister? Because this week onwards we are receiving guests, so I'm the first guest. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now in Gen in Jeremiah chapter three verse fifteen, God says, "I'll give you pastors after my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding." So we realize that pastors are given to us to inform us about knowledge that we need. And you see, the opposite of knowledge is ignorance. And what destroys people is ignorance. And so it is important to be able to have knowledge. Amen? And I think Hosea 4.6. What does Hosea 4.6 say? For because of lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. Do you want to be destroyed? But is there anybody here who wants to be blessed yes. in, a, in a mighty way? 
You want to own houses, cars, work in, work in the blessings of the Lord? Then what I am going to teach you, take it very serious. Don't, don't say that the pastor is here to brush our faces up. Don't say that the pastor is talking bad about me. But receive with an open heart. Because this is something by God's grace, God has taught me. So I know it by myself and I practice it. So and I want you to know it so that it will help you. One of the key things that will help anybody to be successful on earth is to have the help of God through the anointing. And in Luke chapter 3, verse number 21, when Jesus was being baptized, before he started his public ministry, he realized that he needed the anointing. So he said, I need the anointing. I need the anointing. So whilst he was being baptized and praying, the Bible says that the heaven was opened. And then 21 to 23, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven and gave him an attestation that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Say Yehovah, Jesus, be ye ne jumano, no yahum conkron, and Tibraya Bonisuno, a shrew be a mamum conkron, ebe shenema, and Namusumania, Amamadi, Akesia, Kesia, Amen. Now, why did he need the anointing? Because Azar 1027 says that. The anointing is the bedding, removing, yoke, destroying power of God. So, so when the anointing comes upon you, poverty is broken. Limitations in your family is broken. Now, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus himself anointed announce the anointing that has come upon him by saying the spirit of the lord is upon me this was after the luke chapter three you know encounter when the holy ghost came upon him as a dove then he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor you see it is important to announce to people who you are and god has made you amen, amen. You should be able to announce that I am the pharmacist. Amen. I am a doctor. Amen. I am an accountant. I am a, I, 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 I am a, a, a fitting mechanic. Amen. I am anointed. I'm a teacher. Amen. And based on that, then the people can receive it. So the people must know who you are in order to receive. Can I have an amen? amen. So Jesus said, he came around. You see, the people knew him as a carpenter's son. The people knew him as an area boy. They knew him as somebody who was working about this time after the encounter at the Jordan. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Wow. He means anointing heals the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen. Amen. So we are that training was so 
Tibia bia woman was sending Panamu. Nimpanu is an obedient yard you are to me. A son sent Yancupon, whom Concone Banos or Briar Bonnie Suninti, and was Rane Banos, or Timinamus, or Eye Amadekasi. Amen. Then in Acts ten thirty eight, people started testifying and say, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. How God anointed, He creamed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How was Jesus able to do good? How was he able to heal all that were oppressed of the devil? Because he was anointed. Someone say he was anointed. He was anointed. And you know when Jesus came, he, he, he healed all kinds of diseases. The deaf head, the blind... The, the, the dumb spoke, the blind saw, cripples walked, people that were dead were raised up to life. You know, many, many amazing miracles happened in Jesus' ministry. But rather unfortunately, I'm going to share an episode regarding a place where he was, a place he had been born amongst his own people that the anointing didn't work. He couldn't do much because of the fact that the people became over familiar with who he was and didn't receive the anointing upon his life because they didn't honor him. Amen. Which leads us to our topic that the Honor is the key to activating the anointing. Say it after me. Honor is the key to activating the anointing upon your life. So it means that without honor, where the anointing is not honored, the anointing cannot be helpful to the people, no matter how strong and powerful it is. And God is actually going to minister to you always through the form of human beings. Amen? Amen. Yeah. That's why when God even wanted to save us, he didn't send Angel Gabriel to come down. It's not Michael who came down. God came down in the form of humans. It means that God is going to help you through a human being. Somebody who looks like you. Somebody you can identify with. Amen. Amen. Now, in... Why do you have to believe these men of God? In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 14, down to verse number 23, I believe, there was an incident of Israel under King Jehoshaphat as a king who was being attacked by the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people from Mount Seir. And Jehoshaphat went before the Lord and prayed and said, Lord, you are God. How, why would you sit down for 
All these people to come and run us over and destroy us. This is the land that you have given to us. Why would they come and then overpower us? And so after he had prayed and have gathered the people of Israel together for, to seek the face of God, then the spirit of the Lord, listen, they prayed oh, all of the whole congregation, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Pastor Jehaziel, <laughs> a prophet, Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly, he came upon, the spirit of God came upon one of the Levites and he began to speak. Continue. And he said, listen King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours but God's. Hallelujah. Amen. And I came to tell somebody that whatever is an encounter, whatever is a difficulty, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. And if you turn over the battle unto the Lord, then you are already a winner. It means that you, you, the Lord will go ahead of you. And if the Lord goes ahead of you, there is no enemy that can stand against you. This man may the Lord give you the victory. May the Lord go ahead of you. Where whoever and wherever you are contesting for anything, may God give you the upper hand. May your hand be raised up as a champion over every challenger. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's move on to the next verse. And so the Bible says, he said, tomorrow march now against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. It can only be God who can show you where your enemies are coming from. May the Lord show you what your enemies are doing and where they are coming from. I said, may the Lord show you. Listen, if the Lord doesn't help you, your enemies will overcome you. But may the Lord help you. And may he show you all the plots of the enemy. And he said, you will not have to fight this battle. Oh, may you not fight this battle by yourself. All he said is that take up your positions, stand firm. That means that stand strategically. That's the reason why as you stand strategically in serving God, in giving to the things of God, positioning yourself right, Jehovah takes over your battle. As you are paying your tithes, you are positioning yourself right. As you are serving the house of God, you are positioning yourself right. Whatever that you are doing that enhances the kingdom of God, you are positioning yourself right. Amen. Amen. In Luke chapter 7, put your hand over there, there was a, a, a certain gentleman uh, who... A centurion whose servant was sick unto death, and then he wanted Jesus to come and heal the boy, the servant. And he 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 sent a message to Jesus through the Jews. And they, they said in Luke chapter 7, I believe verse 4 or so, he said, He is worthy for whom this should be done for. Amen. Amen. He said that 
they, they came to Jesus and they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this for. And the reason is the verse 5. He said that because he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Hallelujah. Amen. What we are trying to say is that this man deserves this kind of miracle, this kind of help. The reason is that, it, so what we are trying to say is that it's not everybody who deserves that uh, help. But this one, he deserves it because he loves the nation of God and the people of God. And he has built a synagogue. They have built a temple. That means that anybody who is interested in the work of God and building the house of God, he is worthy for a miracle. Amen. The woman, the, 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 the man located himself strategically. And the things he did touched the heart of the people. And they themselves were the one who went and interceded for him. And Jesus as Jesus decided to go, as he was going, the man said, no, 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 he sent a message. He shouldn't even come. He should only speak a word. And truly, as he said, the servant got healed. May the anointing of the Lord come upon you. Amen. As you are serving him, may things turn around for good in Jesus' name. Amen. Back to our story. Back to our story. Australia, Penino, Emran, Yapuano, Yareno. Esan said, what? Akumapa emane mai no osi dying so ma nya mininti. Omu jina so kan se papa we o se fata se nya wakan ube ya manu. Ampanso nyame tu mwana mong inti bibia ube ya wa sorry fia obey ni ye biano, nyame bekun wokun amao, amen. So he said that you don't need to fight, set yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, be not dismayed, for tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. May the Lord be with you. Amen. 18 and 19. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping. Do you see that all the inhabitants fell before the Lord? Yes. That's why when we come to church, some people should not be lifting hands and some are not doing anything. As part of our worship, you realize that it must incorporate worship, we worship together. Amen. When we are lifting up our hands, you say, I don't feel like worshiping God. So you put your hand in your pocket. You don't. It doesn't bring a corporate honor unto God and therefore a corporate anointing and a corporate blessing. Amen. So when we are all clapping our hands, we clap our hands. Whatever we're doing, we do it together as unto the Lord, honoring the Lord. Amen. And it is your privilege to honor the Lord. Amen. Because you are a little potato before the Lord. Mm. We, are, we are nothing. We human beings, we are nothing. Never think yourself as being so important because of your small car, because of your wife, your husband, your few children, whatever you have, you are nothing. And you need God all the time. Amen. I've seen very great people reduced to nothing. And if you doubt it, check on the Bible how the great king Nebuchadnezzar became like an animal and he grew hair all over his skin and he will find himself in the bushes eating grass. So let's live for God and honor God. 19 and 20, we are coming there. And the Levites of the children of Hoite and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And then they rose in the morning 
and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Here, O Israel, so now, after Jehaziel, the man of God, had prophesied, Jehoshaphat said, Here, O Judah, read this part with me. Here, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established, and believe his prophets, so shall ye. There are two things there. You need the two to survive. You need your two legs to be able to walk properly. Believe in the Lord and you shall be what? Established. The word established there in the Hebrew is aman. Someone say aman. A-M-A-N. -A -A you didn't write anything. You didn't write. Write aman. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm teaching you and you are not writing. Aman. Aman means to, to be nurtured. To be nursed. Just like you nurse trees or there's an... A nurse who takes care, you know, of children and things like that. Or parent to, or to be parented. To be groomed up. Is that right? That's the meaning of to be established. So you see that when children grow up in a house, they are trained. Brush your teeth. Eat at this time. Do this. And you see that they turn out looking nice. Is that not it? To be, to be nursed. But then he said also, believe his prophet. So you need that. You need to, number one, believe in God. It's very important. But believing in God without his prophet will be a problem. So he said, believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And the word prosper there is salak. Someone said salak. Salak is spelled T-S-A-L-A-C-H. T-S-A-L-A-C-H. Salak means to receive a mighty push forward. Amen. Oh, this man, may the Lord give you a mighty push forward. Amen. Come, Estella, come. Quickly, quickly. Stand here. You see? Take, take her, just walk, just walk normally. You see, she's walking normally towards where, this side, Mr. Kankwa, but I realize that she's not going that fast. But then, keep going. What has happened? There's a mighty push forward and she has gotten to her position quicker. And she didn't get there by herself like that. There was what? A force, something. A push by somebody. Your prophet ensure that you receive a mighty push forward. Amen. Amen. So it means that there's a certain power that God releases into your life through his prophets. That catalyzes your life. And causes great glory to become your portion. This month, may you believe in the Lord. Amen. So you'll be established. But may you also believe in his prophets. You see, there are many people who believe in the Lord. But they don't believe in his prophets. And when you do that, you won't go far. But so that is a human being, yes. But you still have to believe in him. Why? Because... God has given them as gifts to you. 
Do you know that when Jesus was on earth, he was human. Look, but he walked in the fivefold ministry of a prophet, teacher, evangelist, apostle. Is that right? Amen. And a pastor. And so he was Christ, the anointed prophet. You remember that before he started his ministry, he said what? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. So Jesus was the anointed pastor, anointed prophet, anointed teacher, anointed evangelist, anointed everything. Now in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12, the Bible says that when he went on high, he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Is that right? Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. And he gave, he gave some to be what? Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. It means that these people are gifts that Jesus has given unto us to continue his ministry as Jesus the apostle, Jesus the prophet, Jesus the evangelist, Jesus the pastors, Jesus the teacher. It means that these people have been anointed by him. So your pastor has been anointed. Amen. 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 If you don't, you do not know, I'm telling you. I didn't get up to do this. I had great plans. I had great plans. I had scholarships to study in the U.S. I had got all kinds of things. My friends are directors here and there, professor here, professor, all those things. But God, the Spirit of God constrained me and said, I have anointed you. I want you to preach in the villages. I want you to do this. I want you to do Amen. that. I want you to do that. I want you to do that. I went to school as well, though. I went Amen. to school. Amen. But... In addition to the schooling, God has anointed me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so what I'm doing is a continuation of the ministry of Jesus. It means that the gift God has given to you must honor, in honoring that gift and respecting that gift, it is Jesus you are respecting. And in disrespecting and dishonoring him, it is Jesus who gave you. You see, somebody gave a gift to you, and you do not respect the gift. You, it means that you disrespect the giver of the gift. Mm. I hope you are getting me. Yeah. So you must respect the gift that God has given to you. And there is a reason for the gift. Can I have an amen? Amen. Good. And we said, so in Ghana, so recently we're predominantly getting power from Akosumbo Dam. Is that right? Kosombo Dam is the greatest, is the largest man-made dam in the whole of the world. If you don't know, we Ghana, we too, we are blessed with something. Amen. The largest man-made man. So for the, those of you, social. <laughs> when you come to church, your pastor is teaching you social studies as well. Amen. Okay. Now, it has, I think about six turbines. That the power, there's some magnets in there. And then as the water goes around it, it changes and then it releases power. Is that right? But when you want to iron, you don't go to a Kosombo to go and iron. Do you go to a Kosombo? Do you take a clothing to a Kosombo? If you want, if you want light to come on your house, you connect the wire. You go to a Kosombo. You have connected wire over there. No, it doesn't happen that way. 
You want to charge your phone. How many people want to have charged their phones? Did you go to Akosombo? No. What happens? There is something called a, a socket in your house. It's right by you in your house. Some of you even by your beds. And then what you need is a plug that you push it in. When you put, so long as you put the plug into the socket, power will be released. Amen. Your pastor is like a socket. God is the source of your power, but your pastor is the socket that God has made available close to you. That when you plug in onto his grace, you plug in onto his teachings, a certain power is released. So that means that through him, healing is released, prosperity is released, favor is released, glory is released, marriage is released, honor is released into your life. So this socket will be there, small as it is. You may see it as very insignificant, but it is, it is, it is so significant it will determine whether power will be released for you to iron, to cook, to do any kind of power you need. It is in this small thing. Amen. We haven't decorated it with flour. It doesn't look anything, but it's very important. So in the same way too, God will come to you and package his power to you in a way that you may not even seem to look like it is anything special, but it's very special. Amen. Amen. Namino too many fina mimwa, a rapper pay mo, Namiaba can be any at the Juma in Shrabe Dietri Amaye. Amen. Amen. And you see, Jesus was full of power, and yet his people from his hometown couldn't be blessed because of the fact that they couldn't accept the socket that was so close to them. <laughs> the socket. That was so close to them that they had to plug in. That they should have appreciated the fact that, ah, amongst our own, God has provided a special socket. That if we connect to him, healing will come, deliverance will come. They never respected him. And therefore, Jesus' ministry, even though Jesus was so anointed, his ministry couldn't help them. In the same way too, God gives us gifts. And because they are so close to us, we, we begin to become familiar with the gifts and so the gift doesn't help as much. We only relate to outsiders who will come one day or two days to come and preach to us. But how, for how long will that person be there? And the truth is that sometimes, even these people that are coming, you don't, know, you don't really know who they are. You don't know their secret lives. Maybe they, maybe they might have packaged themselves outwardly in a very nice way. So you don't even know the weak areas of their lives. But the one who lives with you all the time, you see, to live with somebody for a long time, it takes a lot of wisdom. Because it is very easy that after you live, you see, when you see someone the first time, whoo, hey, hey, fantastic. 
Many of you who fell in love with a boy or a girl, wasn't that great? But after a while, you say, oh, sano enipa. Sano enipa. Yeah, my pastor's, my pastor's uh, 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 mother-in-law always says, so enipa. Sano enipa. You will see the nipaic aspect. It's a, it's a word. The humanness and the naturalness of man, you will see it in the person. You will see the weakness. And that is why if you are not careful, instead of still appreciating the person, because there's still something special in the person, you overlook the person and you miss out on the blessings. Most, most people never appreciate who their family members are. They never appreciate their husband. They never appreciate their wife. They never appreciate their parents. They never, till they lose them. It's true. Africans realize that. A lot of them. And especially most women. They will complain about their husband. They complain about this. They complain about this. Oh, he's too leggy. He's not sharp. He's not hot. He's not this. He's too hot. He's so, yeah. Either he's too hot or he's not hot. He's too something. He's, he's, he's everything. They say, 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 say. Then the day they hear, palm, the person is passed. They say, oh, he's finished. There's nothing more to say about the person. There's nothing more to say about the person. Meanwhile, you could have enjoyed this person. With all their weaknesses, because you too, you have weakness. Obia was sinto. Obia was sinto. Nti adiabi a ukrebu somuye. Emma yesi yekasapa. Na mi kunti say, mi kunti say. Somuye. Na wut disana se free unsa. Adukone ni hobi na ubeka mwa somuye. So let's go to Mark chapter six. Let's do some. We got a lot, a number of things to learn. Mark chapter six, verse number one. <laughs> and he went forth from there and came to his own country, and he's. His disciples follow him. <laughs> and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? So it means that they saw the challenge. Mighty works have been wrought. May mighty works be wrought in our midst. Amen. Verse 3 and 4. And then they began now to look, do an inspection and an introspection of his life hmm. they said is this not number one the carpenter <laughs> number two the son of mary number three the brother of james and joseph and of judah and simon are not his sisters here with that don't we know his sister this month when did he get anointed and the bible said they were they were at pleasure they were offended at him hey so we say hey Verse 4 and 5. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and his, in his own house. That means that a prophet has honor. Someone say, a prophet has honor. It means that a prophet is an honorable person. The politicians will be honorable for four years. And they are gone. Is that right? Yeah. The other time I was at the post office and they brought, somebody came, I think somebody's personal assistant, he said, he's a personal assistant to this MP, so, 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 so. 
Then he wanted to renew whether it's a diplomatic person. He said, then the person said, is he still an MP? He said, no, he's no more an MP. He said, no, then we cannot renew this passport. Not the, he has to go through the normal. Why are you normal? He's, he's normal. Are you getting me? It means that he's no more honorable. Even though people may call him honorable. But when you are anointed, you are honorable for life. Amen. May you be honorable for life. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says that he could, there, he could there amongst his people do no mighty work except save that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Hey. A whole mighty Jesus who he couldn't do much. It means that the anointing does not work in the midst of a people who do not honor the anointed one and his anointing. Listen, the key for, to your blessing, remember he said, believe in the Lord, you'll be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. It means that when you believe the prophet of God that God has given to you, your life will prosper. It means that when you respect his, his counsel, the advice he gives to you, the teachings he gives to you, that is what will make you to prosper. You didn't hear me. And the Bible says that he marveled because of what? The unbelief. He was wondering, hey, so much power available, but they couldn't tap into it. They couldn't plug into it. Because of their unbelief. So it means that an anointed person can be so close to you, but because of your unbelief, you can never be blessed. That's the reason why, as a matter of fact, there are many pastors whose, whose ministry does not bless them. They are anointed in a special way, but their ministry does not bless the people directly that they pastor or whatever. But when they move outside of their jurisdiction, oh, they are anointed. Hey, it is, it's a strange thing. You see, how many of us have heard of Benihim? Benihim was pastoring in Florida. My, this specially anointed Benihim. Before you try to get close to Benihim, the protocol you have to go through and all those things. God had anointed him for his people. Only a few people were sitting in his church. And in, in America, he was generally not respected. In his city and co. He's most, some even don't even know who he is. He's not respected. But when he goes to Philippines and goes to comes to Africa and many other places, he moves out of that place. Hey! People travel distances. They travel distances to be able to come for his meetings and sit very far. Bishop Ajina Asari went to a church in Zambia and there was a girl who got healed. The, the, uh, she got healed. And they asked the sister, where are you people coming from? He said, oh, not very far away. They said, how long? What's that? He said, only two days distance. He said, only two days journey. Two days journey. He said, it's not, it's not far. Two days journey. Two days journey means you are going beyond Bogatanga. Probably to Burkina. Is that not it? Yeah. Two, only two days journey. And he came. She traveled to get the anointing. Are you following what I'm teaching you? So it means that God would have anointed. Do you know that most, most, a number of children don't respect their parents for who they are? 
because they see their daddy. Powerful daddy. Powerful mommy. Anointed, but they don't respect. But let the man go to his office. You see the way they will salute. And they will do it because of familiarity. And because of that, they do not gain the fullness of the person's ministry. Benny, very anointed. But you could see that there were people who were criticizing him, doing all kinds of things. Hey! But when you hear about Benny, your heart will be moving. Hey, Benny, oh, Benny is coming. But the other people too close to him who were not respecting Benny. Are you following me? Yeah. There are places that when I'm preaching, the people, they, they, don't, they can't sit. They can't sit. They, sit. they move from their chair and they will see them as I'm standing here. They see them, they are standing right here. If, but for protocol, they want to be holding your dress. Some of, some of the meetings, after you finish, some say, please, can we hug you? Can we go? Yeah. I remember in Germany. And, and you know the Germans, they, they don't love God, though, especially the young people. And now young people come and say, say can we touch you? Can we hug you? Can you lay hands on? It's amazing. Yeah. Some of them, as they close the gates, they pass their hands through the spaces and say, leave us to touch him. We want to touch him. Because they could see something that was flowing. Yes. That you will see people, somebody whose body is gone this way, twisted this way. In a meeting. In a meet. And as I just pray, the body just straightens out like this. Holding a stick, throws a stick away and begins to walk. Begins to run. Yeah. Yeah. It's an anointing. But as you, as you are here praying, the person is standing, rock of Gibraltar. You are giving me nothing. I'm here. I am here. There's nothing that you are giving me that I'm taking. So someone say, take, take, say, take what? What? what when you read John chapter 11, I'm showing you the importance to honor the anointing. In John chapter 11, the Bible says concerning Lazarus that Lazarus fell ill and their sickness aggravated. John chapter 11, verse 1. And the Bible says that, verse 2, their sisters were Mary and Martha, and this was the Mary who had anointed Jesus with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. It means that this Mary and Martha had honored Jesus. Someone say, honored Jesus. Honored Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You see, because they honored Jesus, they sent a message to Jesus. And when Jesus heard it, in fact, he, he stayed for some days before going. And at the time that he went, the man had passed four days. But they didn't blame him. They said, ah, Jesus, you've been coming to eat your love rice in the house. 
When we sent the message, you didn't come quickly. We are angry with you. You are bad, Jesus. You are a bad person. But Mary, Mary said, we know that whatever you ask the Lord, verse 22, whatever you ask the Father, you will do it. We know it. But even now, whatever you ask the Father, you ask God, he will give it to you. Are you getting me? It means that they still believe in their man of God. Amen. And they didn't accuse him. You see, you not accusing your man of God is an open door for a great blessings. Most people, they are okay with their man of God so one day the man has done one thing that they didn't like and it wipes away every good he has done. And one time, a certain senior man of God was advising some people. This resident pastor had done a little mistake. And this senior, big senior master, pastor asked him, he said, so do, don't you remember any good thing this man has ever done? His years of labor, his years of service, praying for you, everything, because of this one thing. You have cleared away all his good things and you want to destroy him. So, there's not one reason why you can love him. There's no one reason why you can respect him and honor him. When you get into your archives, you don't remember one good thing your father has done for you. Some people are very angry with their father. Don't talk to my father. This is My father treated my mother this way, left us and went for another girl. Use the money on that. Is that your money? Is that your money? Leave your father between he and God. Don't take over your mother's fight. Because a lot of times, the men don't say the side of their story. Quickly. It's true. Most men, they are like Joseph. How many of you men will hear that your beloved is pregnant and you still accept the person? He said, I'll take care of the pregnancy. I'll marry you. You say, go away. When you know that you are not responsible. It has to take a Joseph type of maturity. Joseph didn't despise it. didn't do anything bad. I hope you are getting me. So there are people who take over certain kinds of things. They say, if you do not know the story very well, please don't enter into it and bring something bad. And you mothers, do not bring your children into your fight to let them attract curses. Your children need the blessing of their fathers, no matter what. If you never got anything, take this home. The thing, you don't need your children to be on your side. You rather need your partner. I want to be the winner of the case. You can win the children on your side. You haven't won the case. And don't tell your children. Because if the father curses the children, they will never do well to become a blessing to you. Are you following me? So if you have an issue, deal with the person involved. Don't bring their children because... You see, children are not at the same level with their fathers. 
And we do not wash our faces upward. Everybody try and wash your face upward and see. Clean your face. Put your water. Just say that you have put it and go up. Go up. Henrita said, wash your face and you didn't wash it. Is that a normal thing to do? Yeah. It means that children don't go and brush the faces of their father. You have no right to go and brush the face of your father. And you don't brush the face of your pastor. You don't talk about issues that you are not at that level. If you don't want to attract leprosy, then do not, do not delve into matters that are beyond you. When Miriam, you see, Miriam was not at the same level with Moses. Aaron was a priest, but Miriam was not. <laughs> are you getting me? Yeah. And so, Aaron went to speak. But when Miriam added a voice, he said, I'm big sister. I can talk. The thing is not about age. Eh? Age mates is not the same as grace mates. Classmates, didn't you start school with some people? But haven't you gone ahead of them? And haven't others also gone ahead of you? Yeah, they are, they are called grace. You know, they are, you may be classmates, but you are not grace mates. You may be age mates, but you are not grace mates. Our ages, our graces are different because of the purpose of God for our lives. Am I teaching you something here? Yeah. And you must respect the grace because if you disrespect the grace, it is God you are disrespecting. So one funny day, So wherever you have chosen that this is my house, this is my church, this is my pastor, this is my father, it is important to honor the person. When they honor Jesus, Jesus no. Mary and Martha honor Jesus. Mary and Martha And Jesus said, Show me where you have put him. And the Bible says that he groaned. It means that you see, when you can love an anointing, an anointed one is anointing, you will receive a positive response from that anointing. The anointing will be stirred afterwards you. And so Jesus asked him, Where did you place him? I'm not going to delve into the, that, that story much, but the summary of it all is that Jesus performed a threefold miracle so mighty where the anointing. His anointing was respected. Number one, Lazarus died. And the time he went, Lazarus had died for four days. Somebody who had died for four days, it means that internal decay had begun. Eh? Mr. Pharmacist, if you die for four days, you realize that what started huri? You, eh? You, you have started what? Huri. <laughs> Someone say huri. That means that your body has started. If they don't. Put some things into your body, you will see that you now your body that will begin to smell all kinds of nunu scent will be coming from you. Eh? And so the body was decomposing or has started decomposing. Is that right? So Jesus had to deal 
with a decomposing body. First of all, Jesus had to call the spirit of the dead back to him. And to call the spirit of the dead back to him is not a small thing. It is a major miracle. Someone say major miracle. Number two, this person too, he had died for four days. It means that the spirit, the body had to be recomposed. The rotting part of the body had to be put together. The rotting, the stomach that had begun getting rotten, the various organs that had begun getting rotten must be recomposed. And then thirdly, the spirit that caused the sickness must now be dealt with, be cast out before the person will be whole. Because if that spirit is also not cast out, the person, the moment he wakes up, he will die again. But because of the fact that these people honor Jesus and were people who love Jesus and were the supporters of Jesus and they believed in Jesus' ministry, in Nazareth, Jesus couldn't do much. In Nazareth, his anointing couldn't help them. But where he was honored, the anointing helped them. And caused somebody who had died for four days to come back to life. May you, may you receive this anointing. Oh, even the way you are saying the amen, your amen has gone to I said, may you receive this anointing. Amen. Your business that have gone so bad that it has to be buried, may it not be buried. Amen. May your marriage not be buried. Amen. May your peace not be buried. Amen. May your honor not be buried. Amen. Any good thing regarding your life, may it not be buried. Amen. Whatever is dead, may it come back to life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So do you know what Jesus told him? He said, your brother will rise again. Look at the verse number 23. I love it. Oh, somebody. Your, he said unto her, your brother will rise again. Because he realized that his anointing was respected and appreciated. My anointing will never bless you until you appreciate it. Sometimes I'm preaching, I can see those who appreciate it and those who don't appreciate it. Those who come to church to mark the register and those, you know, and after church see their friends and those who just came and say, I came to receive something. When you're a spiritual person, you can see. That's the reason sometimes when a man of God is made, sometimes he's just there. If he really, really, really wants to minister, you see that he's there. Then he's led and then he goes to this one. He touches this one. Then he will pass. Then he goes out. He touches this one. Because he can see that this person has changed the gear and really wants to receive a certain touch. But other people too, it's like, yeah, we are here. Yeah, bo. That's the open say, oh, shy, here, Yeah? You are, all you, are, you, are, you are supposed to just preach a sermon. Preach your one hour sermon and go away. Why? Let us finish. Let's go and do for Omutuwe eat. Let's go and do something. Just, uh, we just came to Today is Sunday. Yes, do it fast. Just do it fast. Omutuwe special. <laughs> With some beans. And And Otiko and things. Let's go and eat the zoo soup. And then after that, drink some drink and then relax. You know, and they Yeah. Hallelujah. The anointing is not being honored. 
The anointing is not being respected. So where the anointing is honored, it works. Where it is not honored, you become like Jesus. In Mark chapter 4, you become like Jesus. Eh? Yeah, in Mark chapter 6, where he could do no mighty works. <laughs> so it means that for miracles to happen in our midst, we need that kind of anointing and an, an atmosphere of honor. And to do that, we don't have to speak bad about preachers in the church. No, say it well. You didn't say it well. You said, we don't speak bad about your preachers or your pastors. It shows disrespect for the anointing and the anointed one. You see, when you honor a man of God, you are respecting the anointing on him. To respect is to love. And to do what he says. Do you know Jesus said, if you love me, do my commandments. So why show that you love somebody? You do what he, 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 say, he tells you to do. Amen. Amen. Mary and Martha love Jesus. And Jesus also loved them. Because they honored him. And because of that, Jesus, uh, they loved him by attending to him. Yeah. And when you attend to the anointing, you honor, a blessing will come. Psalm 91 verse 14. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Are you getting me? So when you love the anointed one and his anointing, the anointing will deliver you. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Nothing can stop power where there is love. Amen. Amen. Like I told you, Jesus was heavily anointed. But in his own time, he was not honored. Instead, they despise him. So look at the things they did to Jesus. They despise him. And that's what they do to people. They do to many pastors. They despise him. Number two, they ridiculed him. Number three, they questioned they interrogated his background. He said, Don't is he not the one who you know this carpenter's son? Don't we know his brothers and sisters? He, he, he was accused. He was challenged. His background was investigated. He, his family history was dug into. And his message was not even listened to. Some of you, as you come there, you don't even listen to my message. You listen to other people's messages. Your ringtone is other people's ringtones. 
How can you be in a house and you don't eat the food cooked in your house? And you say you eat at the restaurant. It is not normal to eat at a restaurant. We only eat once in a while at a restaurant. But you must eat consistently in your own home. And the food you eat consistently in your home makes you grow well. So spiritually too, you must eat the food that is being prepared in your house. And sometimes you say, oh, I think there's some food that they like there. I think I like the noodles that uh, last time I went to eat some noodles there. And they other noodles, noodles. Talia, ah! African man like you, noodles. And 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 uh, the other thing, pizza. Do you know what pizza is? White flour with and some with some you eat flour, flour and yeah, cheese. What? Flour, do, do, do you know? Do, do, do you know the food content? And they, they've done it nicely. With some cosmetic look. And you go and buy pizza. No, I got pizza. And beggar. And you have not banku and fetri. Ah. With Adam inside. Boma, boma. And you, you have left the kenke. And etu. And you have left the And you have left the brown rice. The food that is being cooked in the house. They say, mm, I don't like this. I want to make a, I want KFC. 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 What is KFC? What is KFC food? Huh? The meat that died and died and died and died and died. Then they fry and fry and fry and fry. The ghost cry of that meat has died. You go and pay so much money for that. That is Meanwhile, me see there was food that you were eating. When you were growing up, look at the fufu you were eating. Man can you fufu? Bayra fufu? Bradia fufu? Banchi fufu? Combinations. Epunapuno? Enwa? Prakoncharia? All the things that were making you grow well. Now small money has come into your hand. You say, this is, I think I like, I, I, I like a, a, a pizza. I want to eat pizza and I want to, you want to eat what? What is it that helped you to grow well? So in the house of God too, the food that has helped you to know God and to grow well and you started well, the place you started doing well from, that is the place that God has ordained for your life. This is the food you must eat. Go, don't go and start looking for some food somewhere because it will not let you grow well. Before you realize it is going to affect your body composition, it will be affecting you small, 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 small. Before you realize your body organs, all kinds of bad things have happened to you. Because you neglected where you are coming from. Listen, when the whites come here, they try to eat their white food. 
That's why they pay so much. You go to Max Mart and all those things. They go and spend so much because that is the food they ate and has helped them to be what they are. When we Africans also, we travel. We go to African shops and go and buy African food, expensive as it may be there, because I know the thing, yeah? That is the type of food that we were used to and has helped us to become what we are. Amen. Ah! Amen. May you enjoy what God has set in your house. When you go to the north, there's a certain food they've been eating, and that is what has helped them. You go to the Volta region, you will see the food we eat. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And when you go to the central region, listen, the cassava of central region eh, is, is sweeter than yam. So when you take it, uh, yeah. Uh, that is why you see the fountains, they eat. So when you see fountain eating cassava in central region, don't look down on them because the cassava there, you can even eat it without fish. It is sweet. Because God has put some sweetness. The, the, God has put some sweetness Amen. in the soil of the central region Amen. so that uh, the cassava there and the pineapple there Amen. is good meant for the people over there. Amen. Amen. How do you know that a soil is good for a plant? When you plant a seed, where the seed started doing well, it shows that that soil is good for you. How do you know that? So, a church is good for you, or a pastor is good for you. The pastor who, when he teaches you, you understand the word of God. The pastor, when he teaches you, you can relate well with him, and you've been relating. He said, now I want to go for advance. Advance, advance, what? Just, just, it's, it's the basic thing that he's teaching you, and your life is going to get better. Can I have an Amen. 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 There's no anointed person who can function properly where he is not honored. And there is no group of people who will truly benefit from the anointed servant of God if they do not honor him. So if you do not honor the anointing in the house here, you will not benefit from it. Can I have an amen? Amen. Am I blessing somebody here? Yes. So now, what is, what does it mean to honor? Let me just give you a little definition and we are done for the day. To honor means to think well of someone. To hail him. You see, to dishonor means to accuse or blame or disrespect a person. So when you honor somebody, you think well of him. You think, how best can I be of help to him? I know he is human, but in what way can I help him? You see, most people don't honor their man of God because they see the way he eats. Do you know that Jesus' disciples, they saw the way he was eating. They know that Jesus was going to toilet as well. It is very easy to disrespect somebody you have seen him go to toilet. He finished eating and said, I'm going to toilet because he ate some pepper. 
Hello? Yeah. You saw the way he eats. You know the type of food he likes eating. You know what he likes to wear. You saw that he was tired and sleeping and has opened his mouth. You too, when you open, when you sleep, don't you open your mouth with water dripping from your mouth. And when you finish, you, you, you wake up, you wash your face. He's showing his humanness. And when you don't do that, when you don't honor him, you don't plug into the power. And, and to honor also means to memorialize. Right? To memorialize, to praise or celebrate a person, his worth and accomplishment. Somebody said to memorialize. to memorialize. You can write the scripture, Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 8. Do you remember one time, a certain, uh, in the house of Simon the leper in Bethany, a certain woman with an alabaster box of ointment or spikenard, very precious ointment. And then he went to Jesus and he broke the alabaster box and poured it on Jesus. Is that not it? And the people were saying, why have you wasting this ointment on him? It could have been sold. And Jesus said, leave him. We could have been sold and given to the poor. And Jesus said, leave her alone. You have with me always. But she has done what she could. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he said, whatever this woman has done, wherever the gospel is preached, wherever the gospel is preached, he should be remembered. May you do something that you shall be memorialized. You see, when you honor the anointing, eh, you are remembered. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, wherever the gospel is preached, this woman, she should be remembered. What have you done that you'll be remembered? So to honor means to memorialize. It means to praise. Memorialize means to remember something good about the person. It means to celebrate the person. <laughs> One day in a certain church, I was preaching to some leaders in a particular church, big church, and I said, your pastor's birthday celebrate him buy him gifts whatever then this guy got up and said how about us i said why doing it how about you your pastor do you know the worth of your pastor he prays for you you see most people don't seem to see the importance of their pastor they they love to honor outsiders and guest ministers how many hours do the guest minister come to preach to you? Most guest ministers or itinerant pastors, they have about two or three messages. They will do three days message. They come here, they preach a three day message, they go there, they preach, and the more you preach something, the more, the better it gets. So as they go to a place, people, hey, it's as if their pastor has never teaching me, has not been teaching them anything. In fact, a pastor's ministry, sometimes it's even more than a mother's work in terms of cooking because most of the time mothers will give you banku, gari, rice, whatever. The menu is there. The pastor every week, every week, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, 
there's a new word that is bringing to you. Amen. If you like, check your notebooks. Those of you come to church and write notes, you will see even, even this year, from this year, the beginning of the year, there are things that you have been taught. There are times that when I go through my notebook, I say, hey, these people have taught them some things. I only pray that what you were taught, you didn't just write, but that you practice them. Some of you also, you also write, but you don't go over them. You must write and go over them. And not only go over them, but you must internalize them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Most pastors are like Mordecai who are not honored for their works. In Esther chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, when Haman prepared to kill the Jews, and then God made the king to dream a dream. Amen? And then the king commanded, he couldn't sleep, so he commanded the book of the records to be brought. And they were read before the king. And when they were read, verse 2 and 3, let's finish. This is the last thing I'm talking about. It was found written that Mordecai had told of Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, how they wanted to kill King Ahasuerus. But Mordecai had revealed the secret. And the king said, everybody, let's read together. And the king said, what honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, there is nothing done for him. What honor has been done for Mordecai for his works? Am I preaching somebody here? Most of you, midnight. One night we're just in a, you know, then we had a bank on our door. Then the person said, I said, who is that? He said, I'm a church member. And he came with the lady. He said, what is it? He said, this is my sister. Something is happening to her heart. Meanwhile, something is happening to her heart. Is it not a hospital you have to go to? Is the pastor's house hospital? Pastor, sir, pastor to my sleep. Don't you sleep. If I came to her house, you say that you are asleep. If I called your phone. But boo, boo, boo. So we brought it to the yard. Came inside. And then I had to wake her by force. And pray for her. And she became fine. Amen. And she went to sleep. Not knowing that the girl was not even a, a wife, the sister, it was a girlfriend who had come to sleep overnight and something had happened. And you know that if you go to a hospital and something happens, so he has to run into the place of mercy Amen. and to be prayed for. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Even that person later ran away after spoiling my sleep. Yeah, yeah. And do you know that he brought an attack into our home? Yes. So we have to deal with it. There are many things that are coming at you. Eh? Come. You are the pastor. Come. You know, come. And the enemy wants to hit you. The enemy wants to hit you. 
Give me something. Let me hit this guy. Give me a... Oh, no, no. Give me some stick. Give me some stick. Oh, no, I wanted that. Yeah. You want to hit? Stand here. You know. I swear. And then the pastor is there. I want, I want to hit him. You know, stand in between. Try to prevent me. Try to prevent me. Yeah, you see how the devil does the techniques. So who is the one receiving the blows? But who is supposed to be the target? This guy, but the one in the wanted guy is there, and somebody is shielding him. So that by the time they wake up, who is the one who has received lashes? Then if after that this man neglects him and insults him and disrespects him, he advises him he won't take. So now, now, as you advise him and he doesn't take uh-huh. and things, and he dishonors the anointing, as he dishonors the anointing, then what happens? Boom. Boom. I hope you are getting my teaching. Yeah. Do not dishonor the anointing. When you honor the anointing, you'll be covered. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. But I know that this, this year, God is going to anoint you as you honor the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Sing a song unto the Lord. Talk to God and say, Lord, from today I'll honor the anointing. I'll live for you. Have your way in my life. I'll connect to the power. I respect the men and women of God you have given to me. Have your way in my life. Mm-hmm. Lord, I give you my heart.
preacher i want my sins to be forgiven i want jesus to be my lord and my savior and the king of my life i want to raise the right hand so i can pray with you i want to say i want jesus to be my master he died for you and he wants to come and stay in your heart. If you want to give your life over to him, I want you to raise your right hand. So I pray with you. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. 
Forgive me my sins. Give me my sins. And cleanse me. And cleanse from me all from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come and stay in my heart. Come and stay in my heart. Be my king. Be my king. From today, from today, I surrender. I surrender my spirit, my spirit, my soul, my soul, and my body, and my body unto you. Unto you. Amen. Amen. Now, in just a minute or two, I want us to pray to speak. We have come into a new month. We want to pray into the month of September. We want to pray the grace of God, the provisions of God, the protection of God. We want to say, Lord, visit me early this month. We're praying with Psalm 90 verse 14 to 17. That may the Lord satisfy you early this month. And may the Lord God Almighty cause that all the months you have seen pain and affliction. May they be wiped away. Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 14 to 16. May the Lord satisfy you with his mercy. Verse 15 and 16. That may the Lord make you glad according to the days you've seen pain and affliction. And 16, that may the work of the Lord appear unto him. May, may he show you a sign for his good. And may his glory come upon your children. And may, verse 17, may the Lord, may the beauty and the favor of the Lord your God be upon you. Amen. 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 Are you ready to pray? Oh, yes. I want to command, command the month. And the Bible says that you shall open your mouth wide and God shall fill it. Say, Father. Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Speak it in Jesus. Say, Father. Father. Speak it in Jesus. Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, demon. Today. Today. I come to you. And I pray. And speak. Into the month. Of September. This is a month of birth. May I give birth. To mighty miracles. Satisfy me early this month. Meet me at the point of my need. Lord, the days, the weeks, and the months I've seen shame and affliction. Deliver me from that. And Lord, here am I. Let your beauty, let your favor. Come upon me. The good things I don't qualify for. May you qualify me. And establish. The work of my hands. These are my hands. From today. Whatever I touch. Let them be blessed. Let them be anointed. Let them be favored. When I sell. Let them do well. When I'm doing projects. Let them progress. In the name of Jesus. Let your mighty grace. Be my portion. Now, whatever you are believing God for, begin to open your mouth and begin to speak them right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Rabba Sota Rabba, Rabba Koto Rabba Hata, Rabba Bakaraba, Shibrebala Bakoto Rabba Bakaraba. In the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, we give you praise. You're 
The Bible says in Job chapter 42 from verse number 1 to 10 that and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Today we want to pray for your family. We want to pray for your friends. We want to pray that Job 42 10, yeah? The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Wow. Continue for me. And the Bible says that his family came to him. His brothers and co came to him. And they comforted him, ate with him. This man, as you are praying, may you be comforted. Amen. May people come and dine with you Jesus. who neglected you. And the Bible says every man brought a piece of money. They brought him gold and they brought him money. May people bring you goodies. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And 12, the Bible says that the Lord bless the latter days of Job more than his beginning. May the Lord bless your latter days. Amen. The Bible says he had 14,000 sheep. If a sheep is about 1,000, because the sheep, they were huge. 14,000 means 14 million. Wow. And a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she asses. And he talked about camels and all kinds of things. Thousand, six thousand camels is like having six thousand articulators. Because the camels were carrying. Can you imagine somebody having six thousand articulators? You didn't say I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. That is what he got. But I like it that the Bible says that even though she lost her children, 
the Lord gave him more children. Verse 13 and 14. He had seven sons and three daughters. And they mentioned the name of the daughters. Jemima, Kezia. And the name of the third was Keren Hapush. The horn of what my of my beauty or the the child of beauty horn of beauty horn is talking about strength may god give you a beautiful strength amen favor amen karen hapush may that be the name of your next born in the name of jesus so lift your hand and say father in jesus name i pray for restoration i pray for my family and friends touch their lives visit them turn their story around any difficulties my family members are going through my friends are going through my neighbors are going through may you touch them turn their story around give them a mighty visitation in Jesus Christ's name Amen because you prayed for them God is going to this blessing is coming your way. Amen. I said because you pray for them, this blessing is coming your way. Amen.